When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the daily best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the daily best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, let's try to get another weekend. It's another hour on another day on another week uh, in Rick and Bubba history. And we will recap the weekend for you, no doubt about that, involving personal stories, which always garner, uh, (laughs) you know, we try so hard uh, not to have anything happen to us over the weekend, but it's hard for that to happen. Uh, We just go out there and try to stay out of trouble. Uh, We'll update you on that today. Uh, Also, there's a lot of uh, updates on stories within our country and around the world. And until we've kind of hashed them out, you're really not updated. Uh, the gang's all here. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, and Helmsy, they've done their job on the kickoff hour. Eddie Van Adler now joins all of you uh, who are tubers for your YouTube experience, either live uh, or archived. Enjoy that today. And across the way, there sits the silver tongue one, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare. And the master of the king's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, and associates everywhere. Welcome in to Rick and Bubba. Let's go clap your hands. Here at the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I said a Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Fire and brimstone. Fire and brimstone. Mission Temple. Fireworks stand. Yeah. And I know I forgot the national anthem, but uh, <laughs> we'll just do it. We'll, do, we'll just do it tomorrow. Did you really? Yeah, I, just, I didn't even know. I caught myself while I was bringing you in. I'm like, well, I'm going on. It's uh, we'll do it tomorrow. It doesn't mean I hate America or anything like that. Yeah. I, or I don't love the I don't love our <laughs> veterans. Uh, uh, it just uh, it just got. You know, what's funny? I didn't notice it. I, mean, I was here sitting yeah. here reading stories, mm-hmm. getting ready, and I, I didn't even didn't even yeah. notice. I noticed how distraught you were about it that I didn't do it. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it it, it there, don't read anything into it other than we've got a lot to cover from the weekend, and I was thinking about that and running that through my mind, and I just forgot it. So I apologize for those of you that. I know we're looking for anything to say that we don't love America, but it, it, it's nothing. It's nothing about that. Uh, it's just a, an oversight. Nothing more. There's, I'm not trying to send some message. Anything like oh, that. dog uh, whistle. Of course, I will admit that the anthem, when I say the state of our country, doesn't have quite the ring it once did. So I just remember what the country has done, and I celebrate Amen. that. Uh, and hopefully, you know, one day there's a better future. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, but you know, it's, it, hey, how about this? If it all ended tomorrow, the, the country's been used to do some pretty incredible things. Yes, it has. You know, right. so, so there yes, you it go. has. There you go. And, I, and I've and i been all over the world, and, uh, you know, I, the, the, the standard of living here, 
uh, how we all live and what we have access to is, is still kind of hard to, to beat, even when we're, we're struggling, you know? Yeah. 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 What little bit I have been out. I've, I've been amazed. Ooh. You know? Well, I'll tell you what it is, is you, if you. Make me want to hustle back. If you, well, most of the problems around the world all revolve around those same old things. Men abandoning their responsibilities uh, and, and taking the family unit that God established and somehow, what's the, oh, I better watch the words I use here. I have a word that came right to mind, but I probably shouldn't use that one. What, you know, when you take something the way it was intended and then you corrupt it, there's yeah. a better word. Uh, it, it, so the corruption of the family unit, okay, and a turn from depending on the church and depending on you know, ma- you know using freedom to maximize your God-given potential and to create an environment where people can maximize their 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 potential these countries that have abandoned the, what I've just said and then turned to the government for all the answers yeah. all of them look exactly the same yeah and yeah. Uh, and and our founders thankfully set up uh, a constitution that if we will follow it will minimize how bad the the government can mess up your life but most not co- perfect, but not minimize. Perfect. Not, yeah, you're per- right. not perfect. Not perfect. Got to minimize. Well, I tell you why it's not. It's it's not as good as it once was. Is we allowed them outside those boundaries, and when we did that, of course, they grabbed more ground and more ground and more ground, and that's on us for allowing that to happen. But I will say, even with all the mistakes we've made, when I see the standard of living, and and Sherry and I will be hosting some more missionaries this week, uh, that'll be staying in our home. Uh, they'll they'll be from uh, from from England this time, but even even in Europe, the government has gotten so big. Uh, you go there and you're like, boy, y'all really embrace mediocrity, <laughs> and uh, you know it's a nice place to visit, but I I, w- I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to hang. So uh, so anyway, and and a lot of those have also revolved around Bubba. Here it comes again. Hate to be Debbie Downer, uh, when you stop, you stop protecting that border. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and you let that border be be, be loose or non 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 existent, people come in and instead of a, a becoming part of your country, they try to create a different version of your country that's more like the one they left. So all those things, uh, which so, makes you wonder the logic. Right. If I left, right, maybe it wasn't that good to start with, right? Unless I was there for. Another reason. All right, so I'm going to throw this in there Mm because it goes to this point. Yeah. Come on, Blaze. Seven seven different countries represented with the tennis team. We have these conversations all the time about different different countries. And and we were having one the other night in regards to one of the guys, we saw something at a gas station. And he said, perfect example, you never see this in my country. Right. And I won't get into what it was, but he said, the freedom here is unbelievable. He said, you'll see things both good and bad that happen here that don't happen That's in, true. in our country. True. But here's the interesting part to what you just said. Used to, these players would come from other countries and they would stay. They would get out of college and they would find a way to stay in our country and not go back home. And that's not the case anymore. Yeah. They're going back home, right. which says a ton about where we're at as a country. No question. Yeah. It, it, it's not the bastion of freedom it once was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sad. But again, uh, there's, um, well, what do they say? Why, why do they say that? Or why did they do that? What is their explanation? What do you mean? Why do they go back or what, what do they like better at home than here? We had, I hadn't got into too many of those details. Maybe. Um, I mean, 
the, the reason I say that there may be more than one reason. I mean, well, maybe used they to, have you would ask family them, units, which well, would be good. It, and it that that hadn't really come up. But when you would usually ask them what their plan is for the summer and what their plan, you're you've graduated. What what's next for you? Mm-hmm. And it would be, well, I've got a job so and so in a different state of our country, and now you're hearing more and more. Oh, I'm headed back home, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. Thought you might stay. Oh, no, no, no. Headed back. Well, I'll tell you, some of it is, uh, and I know other countries are doing this too, but if you come from a country that hasn't done this, you remember when, uh, oh, what's his name? Is it Matt Walsh? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. When he did the documentary about this bizarreness of gender, mm-hmm. and he's standing over talking to some men in Africa, and he's trying to explain to them oh, yeah. what we're doing, right. and mm-hmm. they just start laughing their heads <clears throat> off saying, What? So, oh, well, I'm yeah. sure there's some. Of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm-hmm. and and there are some because people, the strange always gets paraded in our country. Oh, yeah, they, you know. Yeah. And there are some people that come well th- that come here. If you go to certain parts of our country, you think that is the whole country. Uh, there are some, you know, the country is so much different now. It's always been different on culture and accents and things, but now you can literally go to different countries within our country. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of them go into these big cities and they also leave because of how dangerous it is and how, how crime is taking it over. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, well, some Americans wouldn't go there either. Right. Well, that's my point. But what if that's the only America you saw, <laughs> yeah. you, you wouldn't be all fired up about staying. Yeah. You know, so uh, I remember, you know, getting on an airplane and a little girl from Ireland thought the entire United States was New York city. <laughs> yeah. She had no idea there was more of it. Yeah. So, Find your corn patch yeah. somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's one thing to come here and say, you know, you go out and you meet the, the people of Iowa or Nebraska or, you know, Mississippi versus your impression of America as New York, Chicago, Philadelphia. It'd be two completely different experiences. Yeah. Yeah. It would. <laughs> we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So let's start with its origin. Been a lot of debate about that, things you were not allowed to say. And, Bubba, you, you mentioned this, and I agree with you. I don't even know why the Energy Department is involved in this, but but yet another agency has assessed uh, COVID-19's origin. Rick, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm just shaking my head sometimes yep, right. and wonder. Right. The energy department, first off, right. should be concerned with what? Energy, I would think. Energy. Yeah, I mean, it's in their name. Uh, and I understand there's needs to do investigations, and I think we have groups that do that. Um, but we have the energy department has concluded from its own study that COVID leaked from a lab in Wuhan and they are rejecting the idea that this was a natural progression that jumped from bats to people in the wet market. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're rejecting the bat sandwich theory. Right. Bubba, now remember what they're saying today on this show, and the stories everywhere from the weekend, yep. you were not allowed to say or you were deemed to be xenophobic. The Energy Department, let me give you the headline here, concluded based on new intelligence, COVID leaked from the lab. The department said it has low confidence in its assertion, the uh, the uh, Wall Street Journal reported, uh, it has scientific expertise and carried out advanced biological research. Um, so basically what they're saying is they believe it escaped from a lab. They agree with another group who investigated this, the FBI. You may have heard of them. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there's still four other agencies who investigated this. Interesting. That says uh, they seem to be in favor of the natural spillover theory that the virus escaped via an animal at a nearby meat market. Uh, two agencies, one which is a CIA, has yet to declare a definite position. So you got a couple saying we don't know. You have four saying we think it's a, a natural uh, progression. And you have two that says no way it escaped from a lab. So why do we have so many people investigating it? Because I know all of these have big budgets. They've flown people all over the world. Shouldn't we just have the CIA investigate this since it's foreign? And maybe the FBI look yeah. at the local yeah. part of it. Right. I mean, what, what what is the deal with that? Why is it, I mean, the Energy Department shouldn't they be building some I, nuclear reactors somewhere? I don't, I don't know what this is. It is interesting. Well, let's. What about some breeder reactors? Let's say that you. You know, we can recharge the old spent fuel with a yeah. breeder reactor. You know, pe- people act like that can't be done. Right. And and I've told you the first person that I've heard just point this out was John Stewart, which is interesting. Not exactly a bastion of conservatism no. there. But let me say this. That's an evil looking thing. Uh, it? it is. So let's say you're watching a show and it's Sherlock Holmes. It's what's that guy that's super clean? You like Monk? Yeah, Monk. Uh, any shows like that, you know, what was the. Throw Matlock in yeah, there. Matlock. All, all those where they, you know, they're, they're common sense and they always find Columbo. Columbo. <laughs> Columbo. You know, McLeod. When you think that the guy's getting away with it, finally, right as he's walking out the door, Columbo goes, But I do have one thing I want to ask you. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? That yeah. kind of stuff. Every one of those people. Or anybody, if they stepped on the ground in Wuhan, they would probably look at these facts. Fact number one, did we not have people, representatives, come back from the lab and report to our government, we've been there and we do not think it's as as secure as it should be? Yes, that is correct. That's a fact. Is that a fact? That is a fact. That is a fact. Jack. Is the word for people who study viruses, and Adler's taught us how to say it right, Virology, 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 is virology on the sign? Yes. And yes. in, in both in Chinese and English. Yes, that is, is correct. Right. And, it, is and correct. it and it is located where? In Wuhan. Okay. And the origin of the pandemic came from? Uh, it is believed to be the Wuhan area. Okay. So the Wuhan area has a lab that studies viruses and does all of this this kind of research and i'll take you a step backwards rick not forward why was it in wuhan to begin here's with? the sign it's on yeah. our screen yeah. we didn't make this up it's in chinese and it's in english you know why it's in english because people who speak english work come there right all right and and we don't do it anymore because it was too dangerous okay yeah well, it so, was moved out of our country because it was considered too risky yeah, so so we 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 know that this kind gain of function research is going on in this building right here. Yes, and we had people say this building was not as secure as it <laughs> needs to be. Yes? yes, that is correct. And then all of a sudden, a worldwide pandemic with something we had never seen came out of there. Yes, correct. What would Matlock say? <laughs> All right, so we mentioned that the Energy Department they have come out and they've decided, uh, based on their studies, which really could be based on logic. Uh, that they now join the FBI stance that the coronavirus likely spread due to a mishap at a Chinese laboratory that has the word virus on its sign. Yeah, they're, so, not, uh, they're not implying that it was done intentionally. No, and I never have either. But, but, but the yeah. fact you couldn't well, even talk we, about it is, yeah. is, is not – that's what, stupid. I, I, you know, my opinion was you don't rule anything out unless you can rule it out. Yeah. Now <laughs> Woody Harrelson is going to go on even – and is, is stepping into the whole – 
the, the vaccines continue to be cranked out, even though we know they don't really work well anymore and booster this and booster that. And, and he's going to get in, uh, get into all this. They're all in it together kind of stuff. And it's uh, on the monologue. I'm with you, Bob. There's no way he did this at the run. Yeah. There's I, no I, way. There, there's gotta be a story on it. Yeah. I, I'm just really curious if uh, this was a, he waited to the live moment to yeah. do this. He all uses right. drug cartel. So take a listen. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartels drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? (laughs) (laughs) I threw that script away. Well, I just, um, you know, the the thing that is concerning, because I understand, look, I'm going back to when it first started. I was open to anything because we didn't know much, okay? I was... I was open to everything because we didn't know anything. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, you have to be. But as time moved on, this is the part I don't get, and this is the part that gets kind of wacky, is when something has all but been proven. Of course, again, we're living in a world where modern day, 2023, people still believe the earth. They've gone back to believing the earth is flat. (laughs) So so no matter how much – we're in the point now. There was a time – when you go, I think the earth is flat, and then somebody would say, well, we've been out there, we've taken some pictures of it, it's all these things Bubba's talking about, about things that couldn't be happening, satellites and orbit and, and all this, and, and you go, okay, all right, you're right, okay, so, that, so flat's out. But not anymore. It doesn't matter how much you prove something, there's certain, people no longer will accept it. They, we're suspect of everything, and I guess I understand why. It's just like the mass thing. I don't know how many more studies have to come out yeah. to tell you that yes, masks are good for some things. If you got you know allergies with dust and grass, because those are big particles, it can help you. But this thing is 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 the size of of, of, of a pin. It's smaller than the size of a pinhead. These masks do not stop it, and 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 so it it and no matter how many times you hear that, or that you know only certain types of masks offer you some. And how, it's study after study, and people just keep on wearing them. And 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 you know, and then when people say, "Well, the vaccines are obsolete now," people just keep on taking them. And and then when they come out and say, "Well, we've got a new research that says the natural immunity is is good, if not better than anything the vaccine could have done for you," people still take the vaccine and say, "Well, this gives me better immunity." I I, I just don't I don't understand why we're not moving off some of this when it's been proving that it had its run and it's over. I, I just don't, I don't understand it. And let me, let me give you something to think about. Let me suggest this to all of you who are, uh, adults in your thinking. Uh, you like to be somewhat logical. Did the Chinese government lock people in their apartment complexes who had this to stop the spread of it once it was in full bloom? Right? They Is did, that a fact? They did that. We saw that. They went on. We saw them welding time. doors yeah. shut yeah. so you could not come. Long out. time. So there's no doubt they took aggressive action to stop it, right? Right. So I'm going to suggest this to you. If they really thought that it came from a bat in a cave into a wet market, they would have gone and destroyed the caves the bats live in. They would have bulldozed the market 
with a bulldozer. Because they can. They would have killed every bat in Asia. They would have had bat hunts. They would have had flamethrowers in caves. They would have blew caves up and caved them in. They would have done everything in their power to stop this from happening again. Have they done that? No. Because they know that's not where it came from. And their world, and their leader would not be walking around in the market with a, a mask on. No. All right, so let's look back. Uh, I'm getting emails. Got to, uh, even one of the guys that, uh, that, that we'll get to on, on the phone here who actually played in the Praise and Worship Band this past weekend. The Man Church Conference, our theme was transformed. Uh, we, uh, we have attached ourselves to... Um, to um, uh, conferences, trying to provide curriculum and the equipping part. You know, we've talked about that a lot. And you can go to manchurch.com and find out everything. And so after uh, uh, working with some guys, and I, I want to thank all those that have, you know, tried to help us go, who've, all these great conferences that have been going on. I look forward to this summer going back to Gridiron, kind of the granddaddy of them all, and guys with Promise Keepers. They brought that back, been talking to them. Heath Fountain down in Dothan, you know, did those pursuit conferences, trying to help us get off the ground and, you know, uh, for launching our, our new curriculum for a few years. And he did all the work. And all we did is come in and and, and do that, and and we all uh, that our, our tiny little team, the 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 little engine that could, uh, we decided that we would try to do, and the word conference really is not accurate, uh, and I, I try to explain this to people, and I love conferences, don't misunderstand me, but um, uh, conferences really are you go out and and you you try to find which is wise, I, 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 this is a good strategy. You try to go out and find people that you hope you can theologically depend on that may have some sort of name that brings people in, and then you also sprinkle in great Bible teachers along with those doing a testimony-type thing. And But these people's names bring people in. You know, you've heard of them. Maybe they were a professional athlete. Now, maybe they were vice president like Mike Pence is going to be at Gridiron coming up this summer. And Now, just for definition, explain the difference in a conference and an expo because I know you like conferences, but you don't like expos. I do not like expos. Right. Uh, an expo, as a matter of fact, I've seen some conferences that will put an expo out in the lobby. Right. Right. Uh, but an expo is all these booths everywhere, and you walk around from booth to booth. A conference, you go and hear speakers and right. And uh, and and you 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 hear bands and praise and worship. So there's a technical difference yeah. in the two. Yeah. Uh, so, but what we are are none of those. <laughs> and uh, even though we went with the word that was comfortable, conference. <laughs> what ours really is, and and it worked this way beautifully, is more of a summit or a convention. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like you you'll you'll re- relate to this. I like to name summit. Yeah. Well, listen yeah. to this. What we really do. So what you found was there's there's about. There's six, a little over 600 churches right now all over the country, and they're doing the strategy from the manchurch.com either fully or at least doing the curriculums. And by the way, that's our preference because that's that equipping. That's where the men uh, are transformed by the Word of God is in these curriculums. We have three curriculums, and then we have a fourth one that's coming out in April. And then we also have individual resources like a 40-day devotional, or I'll tell you today about a new 31-day devotional we've got for men to use with themselves or with their sons or, or whatever. So, so it, we're, we're mainly focused on the discipleship part, the equipping part, the, the growing, the maturing in your faith. So we decided that we would say, well, why don't we, kind of like we did with Fat Fest here on the show, and fans of the show 
came to see the people, even though very few of those people probably would have drawn um, many ticket sales on their own, including us. But the fact that the people that came were in the loop, they, they were part of the Rick and Bubba tribe. They were fans of the show, so then they came to see these people they'd heard on the show. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what this was was mainly churches that are already familiar with themanchurch.com and they're familiar with the teachers that we have that go out and do the man church services. And they're also the teachers who put together the curriculum. They're also the teachers who, who, who are part of it. They're on that team. So they go and say, for a weekend, I can hear three of the teachers plus a guest. You know, we had Pastor Recap Gray, Gray that was our guest, which we'll talk about that wow. in the next segment. And um, and so you already are in the group, so you found out about it and got excited about it because you're already doing the curriculum. So really, the the 1,200 men that came were made up mainly of 120 churches that averaged about 10 tickets apiece. But these churches came from everywhere. A lot of them either were familiar with the show and found out about it, or here's listen to this. They found out about the man church, and it moved them into the show. Mm-hmm. So all that works together, and it's it's just a moving machine and so it led to this so keep in mind we're filling up this theater with men who are most of them have already been in at least a year of the curriculum some of them are in their third year of the curriculum so so all that energy is coming on this place and then god helps us handpick these people but with all of this you're still sending some of us there which means things are going to happen Mm-hmm. So, first of all, I was successful in finding our house we grew up in this time. Finally, Finally. couldn't believe you couldn't. couldn't believe. This is where, I couldn't believe you couldn't find it the first. Well, time. I went a different way. This I know, time. Rick, but I, come I, on. I went off on that. This is where Greg and I grew up, right there. there. It is. All right, so if you see twenty one booze, you see that uh, you see that bedroom on the far right. Yep, that's where Greg and I were for all of our lives, mm-hmm. all the way up to we left. Uh, Climbed go, in and out of that. Either left to go to college or left to go to work. <laughs> Greg climbed in out that window many times. Uh, There were two twin beds in that room, Uh and Greg and I grew up right in there. From the time Greg was four and I was six, that's where we were. Yep. All the way up to we left uh, as adults. Now that now, did you have a camper out back? No, nope, no camper. An on. And no fence. Dad wasn't into camping. And no, no fence. fence. We didn't have a fence. And we didn't have a concrete driveway. No, gravel. The, gra- the driveway was gravel. Now that big tree. All right. So when if you've read the Rick and Bubba book, We Be Big. That carport is where I did the circuses. Yeah, yeah. That, that, oh, yeah. That's where I did all that. Rick, okay. that front room's where the band practiced. The band, <laughs> w- which went on to become Mr. Lucky, practiced in that room right there the first two windows. I can't where the, believe that. Where the us. rocking chairs are. I can't believe they let us do that. Yeah, yeah. And those, they used to be shrubs wow. in front of those rocking chairs, and Greg and I's little boys got to where we could pee over it. Yeah. That's when you had a good string oh, to go all the yeah. way down. That's good. Now, those woods you see behind that house, that was the land. That was forts. That's where I built Frontierland. Oh yeah, you know, my, one of my first theme parks. Mm-hmm. That we almost started the fire too. Yes, that's where the fire was. Okay. There's a all big that. backyard, and that's where all the football games were. Uh, the NFL, the neighborhood football mm-hmm. league, played back there. Uh-huh. Uh, all, all, all of that. So I found that. So that that was good. And then you start kind of thinking to yourself, can I? Can you? Can anyone really go home? You know, I mean, yeah. uh, how how can this? So I went and I ate at one of the local restaurants by myself. You okay. know, just just as I was settling and headed mm-hmm. over to the, and the the uh, Oxford Performing Arts Center is actually refurbished and built in the old courthouse, and is over the old jail. So mm-hmm. that led to many jokes. Sure. <laughs> so there came a, they, a couple things happened. Councilman Stephen Waits, who kind of led. I didn't see Stephen. Where was he? Well, 
That's part yeah. of our fun oh, for yeah, the weekend. Uh, you so, won't believe it. So Councilman Stephen Waits played a huge role being the ambassador. To, I want to bring this first conference y'all have ever done. Mm-hmm. I want to bring it to your hometown. I'm going to find you the venue. I'm going to connect you with, the, with, with these people, and we're going to make this happen. Okay? Well, he's a mover and a shaker, right? We are literally about to get started, and I get a text from Stephen Waits. You're not going to believe this, but I'm stuck in the elevator with men from Chilton County. What? <laughs> yes. He got stuck in. They had to in call the, the fire department. Stuck. In the, the, in the they, venue? They had to yes. call the fire department no. to free Stephen Waits and men from Chilton County who got stuck in the elevator trying to get up to the balcony. Could not. One of them wasn't Gary. Now, he Chilton didn't break County. out. He didn't break out in song of butterfly. Cream. No, he did not. <laughs> you better watch that. <laughs> you know what he said? I don't want to miss the conference. I don't want to miss it now. If you could find the fire department. Well, whenever they got him out, I still never saw him. Yeah. So when we come back, I'll jump in. He must have been upset and left. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, and, 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 and the Lord, we know that he has a sense of humor because he enables us to have one, and Boy. it can be under his authority or it can be corrupted just like <laughs> anything else. But when you try to send me to these kind of things, I mean, I, do, I try so hard. <laughs> I really do. I try, I try to get everything right. I try to do it right. So we'll come back and and we'll talk about a hilarious moment that nearly went really bad, and we'll delve into the the, the conference itself, and uh, and I know a lot of you all over the country. I mean, my the funniest one we recognized the guy that came from Montana. I asked him, "How do you get to Oxford, Alabama, from Montana?" You know what he said? It ain't easy. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. Looking back over the weekend, the Man Church Conference came to uh, Greg and I, our hometown of Oxford, Alabama. I'll, I'll get into thank yous. I've got a number of thank yous, as you can imagine, you know, and I'm, I'm learning from Bubba to write them down. I'll probably still miss somebody. But but anyway, because it, it takes quite a, a team to pull this off. So anyway, let me go ahead and hit you with the, you know, so we I know things are off to a, a bit of a shaky start because Councilman Stephen Waits is stuck in the elevator with, with men who came from Chilton County. Uh, home of Gary to to see this. I I did understand. He's thinking, who left the contract for this elevator? Right. I I found out that one of the police officers that helped rescue the Chilton County boys with Councilman Stephen Waits uh, got interested in what was going on in there. And by the way, if you weren't pulled into the movement, it was unbelievable. And I'll get to the serious part in a minute. But but anyway, so uh, they they actually found him a ticket and he ended up staying for the rest of the the, of the weekend. Are you serious? Yeah, because he was like, "Hey, I want to be part of this." So so anyway, please uh, tell me, Steve, them had to do like in the movies when they go through the top of the elevator and yeah, climb up to the next yeah. floor. Yeah. From what I anyway, it's that's a long story. So <clears throat> here comes the part. Of course, Greg loves this, and he just gave him a line for the rest of the weekend, uh, which he would deliver later. But. Um, so there, the way it was set up is, you know, Chuck Hooten came in. He brought some incredible musicians, and the praise and worship was. We knew that God's presence was there within the first song. We're not even through the second song. Everybody in the audience has got tears running down their face. You see some of the images we've shown. 
there, there's just stuff going. I mean, the people, everybody backstage, we're moved. Everybody's just, you can just feel the presence of the, of God in this room. And we just looked at each other and we said, he's here. Mm. And, and you knew immediately something was going on. So, so I'll, I'll hit some of this in a minute, but so picture they've done, they've done the first set of praise and worship. The, the spirit is everywhere. Recap Gray, which I know oh, all my. you men went back to wherever you came from talking about Recap. I got to know him through this process. It was suggested by uh, the Iron Hill Press team of Andy Blanks and Les Bradford that we got to have this guy. You're going to love this guy. He and I have been talking on the phone, and we one day up here at the office, he and I must have talked for an hour and 15 minutes about nothing but Scripture and Jesus. I knew we were off to a roaring start when he went out and began to pray in the middle of the stage before the praise team was even finished on his knees. He wasn't even supposed to be out there yet. Things like that were going on. So keep in mind that this is an incredibly holy moment. It, we're off and running. Well, after recap and before we heard the great testimony from Olive with, with Compassion International, Les Bradford, who was emceeing with Hams and Greg, said— I want you to come out and I want to interview you about the new devotional that, that, that you finished and we were publishing and launching this weekend. Tell us why the title transformed and tell us what it's about. Just a few minutes, then you can go back and come back and do the last session tonight. Okay, sounds great. So, and Bubby, you know where this is going. Well, you know, I've tried to do a little better and I've gotten to the point weight-wise where I can tuck my shirt in, Okay. <laughs> So I Ooh, thought to my I thought to myself, well, my shirt's kind of coming out. So I run in the bathroom real quick backstage, and I tuck my shirt in, and I do my belt, and I and I pull it up real quick. So then I realize, oh wow, it's time for me. And now, let's bring out the Rick Burgess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you would not you would not have been able to bend anywhere in the yeah. air. Speed. So I saw pictures. Of so this keep in mind, keep in mind, I'm I'm out there talking about this 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 <laughs> right there this moment. Look how serious we are. My flies unzip the entire time. <laughs> you <have> no idea. <laughs> Got that serious look on your face? My flies unzip the entire time. X, Y, Z. I had somebody text me and say that, hey, way to go, Polycarp. It looks like you're proving yourself a man. What a good one that was. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very good. That was a good really one. Good. Yeah, Which so, I thought of. Yeah, so now keep in mind, this entire time I'm talking about this devotional, my flies unzip. Please don't miss that. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, uh, and and as soon as I come off the stage, because you know, Andy Blanks, who suffers worse than Speedy from secondhand embarrassment, oh, yeah. he's already been through a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's already hit right, 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 right. He's already sweating and profusely saying, <laughs> I don't know how, because he was working the backstage area. And uh, and and he he basically said I can't tell Rick his fly was unzipped, but luckily for myself, when I came off, mm. I realized my fly was unzipped, <laughs> and I'm thankful I was able to zip it before I actually did the full message. Yeah, that would because been. you talk about yeah. I mean that because yeah, then I'd have got to moving around and yeah, you know got worse. Yeah, and, somebody would have had to actually stood but up. Rick, and see, you know it's stylish now to leave your shirt out. You know, right, you, you don't have to tuck anymore. It's, right, it's I know, I know. And, I, and I, looking back, I wish I'd have been stylish because, <laughs> because that way I would not have had my flying zip. It was a short segment. It's fine. It, well, it, you know, you got it. You got off the stage and got it fixed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so uh, uh, X Y Z. You know, I, yeah. I'm 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 just trying to stay. I know, yeah. I know, I know. I'm trying. All I could think of was we can't go anywhere. No, no. So, uh, so that was a bad moment. And for all of you that have sent me emails about that and have commented about that, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate yeah, thank you, you guys. Notice. I hope I was not. And a... once again, I think it shows God does have a sense. Yes, of he does. Sure does. So let we me say have that one if he did. Let me say this, and then we'll. But come... you can never get him on a joke. No, <laughs> he always knows. He the already knows the punchline. Yeah. So let me let me give let me give props to to Team Man Church and. 
and, and everybody I need to thank. Andy Blanks and Les Bradford, Iron Hill Press, uh, they, they, I've known them for a long time. I've known Andy because we went to church together, and he actually taught uh, the youth with, with Sherry for a while, and, and then we taught youth together and before all this. And, and they mainly have been in youth ministry with YM360 for, for years. and have done, So they were familiar with curriculum for, for youth and, and all this, and Andy is a great writer and editor and, and all this. And they approached me about, why don't we, what have you ever thought about doing a little 40-day devotional, and I'll help you with it. That was the first How to Be a Man, the Pursuit of Christ-Centered Masculinity. And uh, and we put that out. I, I don't even remember how many years ago that was. It, it, it's it's been it's been a while back. Um, and and that went out. And I and I just kind of tried to contribute to that a little bit. But Andy, as usual, you know, carried carried the load. Uh, and um, and so Iron Hill Press they they uh, they publish uh, all the curriculum, all the resources, uh, and they did a, a masterful job uh, on this on this conference. So. I have to give them huge props uh, for everything that the, that they did, and we'll we'll talk a little more about that here in a minute. Uh, but also, I uh, want to thank uh, Chris Adler. Yeah, nobody knows how much he works on these curriculum, and watching the fruit, Chris, of everything that you have done, along with the writers that write all the study guides. I mean, people don't know the times you and I get in here and grind this stuff out, uh, and you make that easy on me. And uh, they, they know that they were men Our all boy Adler, men all yeah, yeah. all over the country that were coming in <laughs> talking about how those curriculum have transformed their lives. And uh, these these little things that you do, they go all over the world. So we'll come back and uh, and I'll, I'll talk about the the rest of the guys and and the rest of the team. And and we'll talk about we'll do our best to try to let you know how it went. But I will say this, I think this falls into the category that the easiest thing to say is, you just had to be there. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Recap uh, from the weekend, uh, and for me it was mainly, well, it was, it was mainly the, uh, the Man Church Conference. Incredible. So let, let me finish the thank yous, and then we'll move into some more recaps. So I want to thank everybody from uh, Team Man Church. Our, our team is, uh, we're not very big, uh, so everybody has to work a lot. So I uh, definitely want to thank, as I said, Andy Blanks and Les Bradford, Iron Hill Press, Chris Adler for all the work he does on the curriculum, uh, Helmsy for all he does to help us organize uh, when we send our teachers out for man church services and the job he's done with uh, helping uh, groups to learn uh, the best way to facilitate and teach the curriculum and working and helping with that. Lee Moore, you you can't do something like this without a Lee Moore. That's customer service. Can you imagine men's ministry? I don't know how to do, download these videos. And uh, and Lee, <laughs> Lee takes care of all of that and takes care uh, customer serving all the churches that are doing uh, our curriculum, and he is a solid gold and a powerful man of God. Uh, I want to thank Bones. Uh, Bones uh, handles. He's kind of he's kind of our road manager Bones. with all the speakers going out. Uh, he uh, brought his son Tyler. They both helped out tremendously over the weekend. Lee Moore couldn't stop talking about that. How helpful they were to him. So uh, so that I want to thank uh, him. And and normally not called into action, but when we do our first conference, we had a lot to take in. Andy Blanks uh, wisely handed off hospitality. To his wife Brent, and uh, so we want to thank her. And, uh, <laughs> outstanding job, outstanding job, because we're, that's just not something we're good at. Uh, 
you know, that you, you know somewhere in there you got to have a woman help and she helped with Boy, hospitality and the green room and took care of uh, the band and all the speakers and made sure they were all fed and taken care of and gave them well fed. gift baskets of course Wingo left his we're now eating his today sure. uh, but that's that's on you but um, so anyway uh, also want to thank Mike Howard Mike uh, man he is a pro he was the one that got back at the soundboard and and uh, pray, played all the slides, made sure the visual component, which I thought turned out great. Props to Mike Howard for getting the lyrics on the big screen, getting all the information on the big screen that everybody needed to give us that atmosphere, the videos that he played. Shane Etheridge, outstanding job developing the slides uh, and also the cover of the new devotional, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and I also want to thank First Baptist Church, Oxford, Alabama. Uh, they were kind of our host church there. They've been doing the curriculum. We got great feedback from them. Thank uh, Jimmy and all the men there for feeding everybody on Friday night. Thank you for that. Chuck Hooten was our worship leader. He brought a band that was unbelievably talented, uh, and they really ushered us into the presence of God. Uh, the entire staff at, uh, at uh, the Oxford Performing Arts Center Pros, pros, pros. You know, I shouldn't have been surprised. You know, they said every five days they're doing a show. Oh yeah, they, they do seventy-two wow. a year, and uh, and they said, look, you know, we we and they said that uh, you know this was something in the way that, and I don't want to take one person and pull out of a great of a great staff because that always leads to well, wait a minute. Yeah. But I have to say something about Madison Craft. That's the box office. Mm-hmm. Y'all knew what we were all going through Friday. I got extra tickets. I don't have any tickets. I got this. Uh-huh. I got that. Oh yeah, pay she, tickets. She basically said, "Everybody, calm down. I got this." And so, <laughs> so Bones was was facilitating emails of men, and basically at one point she said, "Tell Bones to bring me all this," and she took it and says, "I'll handle it." And so she found tickets for people that didn't have them from t- people who had them and couldn't use them. Mm-hmm. At wow. one point, she took guys in the nosebleed section <laughs> and ushered them down to the front because some people in the front couldn't use their tickets. So she moved them there to give them a better experience. No best eight now. She did. You know, she she found this policeman that said, "Hey, there's something going on here. I'd like to go. Here's your seat." Wow. So Madison, outstanding job. But the entire staff, the way y'all handled our networking breakfast with all the church leaders, beautifully done. Thank you, Charlotte Hubbard. And everybody at Hubbard's for catering that. Masterful job. Uh, All of you in hospitality, masterful job. Thanks to the ushers that volunteer. Uh, Y'all did such a good job. This was, this, this, y'all made life so easy on what could have been a chaotic gathering of 1,200 men from all over the country. And y'all made it smooth so we could just enjoy the experience. Uh, Also want to thank Olive, uh, the sweet woman, and her son who came to give their testimony, how she'd been impacted by Compassion International. She did a great job. And also want to thank some family. I want to thank Brody Burgess, uh, my son, for coming over and grabbing some of the B-roll video that we're watching and and just watching him out there worshiping and then realizing he had a camera and then he should be shooting it. <laughs> and uh, so he, he, he was, he was and, he, and he also came to Oxford wearing what? Oh, 75. Oh, yeah. He, he, had, he had 75. That's good. So, uh, which was hilarious that he did that. That's, That's great. Uh, and then, Greg, I want to thank you uh, for. Uh, no, thank you for letting me be a part of it. You, yeah. you did a great job. And, uh, and right. I, I know that. Very small part. But, but, but I, just but, being there, I just. I, well, it was amazing. But you, really said, you said something that was impactful to me on Friday. And because uh, I was like, look, man, don't feel obligated to. If you got things to do, I know we're all busy. I got all that. 
and uh, you well, you certainly don't have to come, and if you, you're welcome to come. I told the guys that from the very beginning when I first said we are going to do this. I don't want to put pressure on anybody. If you want to be there, I'd love to have you there, but I understand we all got a lot going on. And you said to me, which really was, I think, what a lot of these men came to the conclusion, you said, Rick, you don't know the number of weekends that I do things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling stressed by the fact that I'm going to go to something that matters. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, and so <clears throat> thank you for, for that encouragement. Uh, but also thank you for the, uh, the, you definitely cut up and had a good time, but, um, and you had to be there, but the, the last session of the whole, um, the whole weekend, um, Greg uh, introduced me to come out, and you came out and gave a vision that nobody else has but you of what it was like on the day that Bronner went to heaven for you to be making your way to that hospital and honestly not being sure how it was going to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. That was tough. It was, but I just said, "Hey, it's in your hands. Let me go out here and see what happens." And yeah, you know, I didn't know if I was too long, too short. Whatever and you know, how I love speaking publicly. Anyway. Yeah, right. I'm so excited about that. Now you you did a good job because right you said on. something because you know of of the the way that you know there's 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 periods of my life that I'm very ashamed of. I've been redeemed of those. So <clears throat> well, we all got that. I, I allow I don't allow Satan to to make much hay with that. I just point him to Jesus, but and Jesus says he's with me. So I let's let's stop all that. Uh, let's talk yeah. about what he's doing now. <laughs> uh, but. Um, but you know, you said when when something that traumatic, you were like, "Hey, it's going to go one or two ways." Yeah. And and because uh, I know you better than anybody in the world knows you. Yeah. And I yeah. said, well, "This is going to work one way or the other, and either way, it's going to be very extreme." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, well, and that's the thing uh, I, that I wanted to talk about because those of us that were there, um, I, I don't really know what to say. It, it and I was doing this Sunday because a lot of men from my local church came. I think there were fifty that came. But there were some men that said, hey, man, tell me how it went. And I just said, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders, and I was like, I don't. Yeah. On the way. I mean, if you missed it, you missed it. I, I, don't, I mean, yeah, and, and, there, and I'm not saying there, there are a lot of people, they just couldn't do it. And, and no, I think yeah. God put the men there that he that needed to be there. But well, I didn't mean that that way. What I meant it was, I don't think I can put you there. Right. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't do it. I can't really tell you what it was like. It was supernatural. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Amanda Saturday morning. And she was asking me about it. And I told her, I said, I got emotional. I mean, big time emotional talking to her. And I just said, I can't describe what has taken place in the last 12 hours. And, and I, I just kept saying things like, I, I'm seeing things I've never seen before. I'm hearing things I've never heard before. The setting, the diversity, all these different things. And, and I just had to, and I just had to pause and stop. And she, she asked me, she said, are you okay? And I said, I'm just, I'm caught off guard by what is going on here. Well, and you're seeing this happen. I'm not trying to compare anything, but I think there is a revival that is breaking out in our country. Now, there's been revival breaking out all over the world that we weren't in on. They're not struggling like the church here is struggling. But there is a revival that seems when when these certain elements come together and God honors with his presence. Let's just hear this. Here here's and this is this is a terrible uh, attempt to try to get you there. But listen <laughs> to the sound of these men and notice that the worship team just stops playing. Mm-hmm. All right, so so check check this out. Wow. I mean, thank you. 
And then, yeah. then, well, and then listen to this. And, and some of these, now keep in mind, that was Amazing Grace. Yeah. And I love some of the modern songs. Don't misunderstand me. Yeah. Listen to how great thou art. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's wow. tough to. Yeah. So we come back. Uh, we had another thing that happened this weekend that was the next step, and uh, and we'll continue an attempt to try to recap what was a really, really powerful experience. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Top of the hour, recapping uh, the Man Church Conference this past weekend in Oxford, Alabama. So I've, I've tried to get all my thank yous out there. Talked about the goofy, funny things that happened, and uh, so I want to make this point, and I think this point is crucial. And we and we talked about this in the recap. Okay, uh, was there a movement of God this past weekend? Yes, there was. Uh, why? Uh, you know, because I think so many times, especially now you try to, you know, if we could get a revival going in the men of this country, which is what we feel called to because, you know, we say disciple men change everything based on everything we've ever studied and Barner research and this and that. And you hear it every Father's Day, and then it's kind of like, well, what are we going to do about it? If, if you could get that guy under the authority of Christ, uh, you, you solve a lot of problems. Uh, at least that's what we hear all the time. But uh, but sometimes men's ministry can be clunky and not very well done, and so we just went to scripture and uh, and and developed this strategy. But but God always gives you the the opportunity to pass the test. First Peter talks about this about in this you rejoice uh, for a while if necessary. You've been grieved by various trials to test the genuineness of your faith. So we get all this going. I feel like you know God's called me to get involved in my men's ministry at the local church. I didn't want to do it. I liked going to conferences, speaking, upsetting everybody, and leaving. <laughs> uh, and uh, and and God says, "No, it's time." I said for you to make disciples. I told every one of you that have been redeemed before I ascended to heaven that you're to be a disciple and make a disciple and teach them to obey all I have commanded you until I come back. And after I was redeemed and. My wife was still the spiritual leader of my home for far too long. I realized that I couldn't teach anybody something I didn't know. So I, so I, I, I begged for for God to give me a, a a yearning for His Word because I was never good at studying and all those things, and 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 He did. So, so as soon as we put all this together, all of our little plans. Look, we got a strategy. Look at us. We got a website. We we got a game plan. Here we go. We're ready to get started. Worldwide pandemic. That's the first day we went on the air with it was March 1, 2020. Yeah. And you know what he was saying? You still with me, Hoss? Yeah. It's not, not going so well, is it? Awesome. No, no, it really isn't. Lord, I, I thought you called me to do this. I did. It's not really doing well. Right. So are you going to do it as long as it goes well, or are you going to do it because I told you to? Mm. Are you doing it because you're obedient to me, or are you doing it because you want it to be successful? Which one? Mm. I Just do what I said to do. 
And so we, we had to grind through the pandemic years. We've never existed outside the pandemic. Okay. So there's that just like with, with Sherry, I think about with Sherry, you know, when, when she felt called to go to speak to women and she knew she had that call, she was scheduled to speak to women for the very first time the day that uh, we were at graveside with our youngest son. So God said, I've called you. Sherry says, I'm in. And then he looks back and says, still in. See what I called you to. I want you now to go and do this. This is your ministry. Now that's not the one I wanted. You said you were going to do whatever I called you to do. Still with me. And, and, and so that's, that's kind of, so this is what you have to understand. Anything that, that happened that was powerful this weekend, and this is not an attempt at false humility, which I loathe and God loathes. This is the truth. All the greatest, the, the worship team, they were extremely talented, but their talent came from God. Hey, the words they were singing were really powerful. The words were about God and mainly from Scripture. Hey, man, these these teachers that came out, man, they were really gifted. By who? God. Hey, man, this stuff they said really impacted me. It was Scripture. It was wholly inspired by him. Hey, man, we're getting in these Bible studies. What, what kind of studies? Bible studies. Who wrote the Bible? God. Man, they're really transforming us. But I bet. See, it's not about the strategy. It's not about the giftedness. It's not about all the talent. Even the talents themselves came from God. So these men did not get, they did not experience Les Bradford, Andy Blanks, Rick Burgess, Rich Wingo, Recap Gray, Chuck Hooten, um, you know, uh, Olive with her story about how Jesus changed her life through his power. All of this was orchestrated by the one and only living God, and we must make much of him. And what everybody experienced was not all our wonderful plan that we came up with and all these things we've done. It's the power of his word. It's the power of him. And you men who stood up and said, I repent and I want to follow Jesus, that happened because of him. He didn't need any of us. He just allowed us to be part of it. Mm. And he's really working on us more than anybody. So now we face the biggest challenge. It's what I sent out immediately on Sunday morning. As I was sitting out on the screened-in porch, and I was was really – I was brought to tears. Bubba, that actually does happen sometimes. (laughs) And you know why? Because I was was emotionally spent – I was spiritually refined, but there was also a daunting fear. Success. Mm -hmm. It'll be the biggest enemy we've had so far because we've struggled and we've struggled and we've had setbacks and we've struggled and he's refined us. And now he's saying, can you handle some success? Mm. And most ministries can't. Mm. And most people can't. So y'all pray for us. We actually experienced something that looked successful. So now we're really in trouble. So pray for us. So it, it, it was, but, but everything was that what he did. And that's not saying the right thing because that's what you're supposed to say. That's a fact. So one of the other things, uh, as we talked about over the weekend, is these guys with Iron Hill Press? They, you know, the, Andy came to me and he said, "I think it's time 
for you to write some commentary and put out a devotional. And it's not a book. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a resource at best, okay? It's just a little 31-day devotional. I've already talked to some of the guys that have started, and they said, you know what? You've done it again. Just like you do in the Wednesday Bible study, just like you and Bubba do on the show, you have taken some complicated things and you're communicating them to us like a C student from Calhoun County, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so it's it's a 31-day— It is our language. Yeah, it, 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 but the word is transformed because, you know, I, like a lot of people, and, and it's nobody's fault but mine. Let me say that loud and clear. It's nobody's fault but mine. I was sold a version of Christianity that was not correct. It was not transformative. It did not have much impact on my life. I just thought I'd done enough not to go to hell. And then I went right back to my life, attended church, wasn't immersed in church, didn't study the Bible, didn't know much about the Bible, You know, did prayers when I was afraid and when there was food in front of me. Okay. Uh, and it did not transform my life. And I paid a horrible price for that, and so did many other people. And so uh, we come back. I'll, I'll tell you kind of the process of, of putting this together, and it even ties into something that was seen. So if you leave us, have a good day. Try to catch the archive, but I'll, I'll finish that up because it, it deserves a little more than this. So I'll point you to this, and I'll, I'll maybe help some of you, I hope, the way people help me. Top of the hour. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So, so Bubba, you said that did mm-hmm. we over the weekend and the the, pit, the Braves pitch clock? What what happened here? Well, you know, it's a new world in baseball. We've yeah. got new rules with the pitch clock, mm-hmm. and apparently this weekend, uh, Cal Conley of the Atlanta Braves thought he had just won the game with a two out base loaded walk off walk on Saturday. He took a few steps toward first base, bat still in hand. When the umpire jumped out from behind the plate and indicated strike three. No. And this was all based on the pitch clock. This was not the only uh, thing that happened like this over the weekend, but let's let's get a look at it here. How okay. it I mean, this is the game. Uh-oh. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow. This is mayhem. <laughs> I don't know if it's may automatic strike fishing. three called with the bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. This, this is, the crowd. is baseball in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I used to have going, I'm sorry, that's what I'm supposed to do now. Yeah. That was the first full day of spring games. And so the game just ended in he just it just ended in a tie. So um, what so are you saying he, he Piddled around right. in the box too long. Speedy yeah. can't explain it better. I have. I'm well, completely out of the loop. It's kind of crazy. He wasn't setting the box as the clock wound under eight seconds. You got to be setting the the box and eyes up and looking at the pitcher. And apparently, he got he he didn't get set in time. And so this is another perspective of so what he's out. of the batter getting ready. Uh, so the clock play not only is a pit, is a clock for the pitcher, but also for the yeah. Batter. Oh yeah, the batter's got. A, I think uh, Manny on Friday, uh, Manny Machado was the first batter in spring to get. All right, so tell me, I, I completely disagree. The pitcher, the pitcher is not even looking yeah. at the batter. The catcher's not even down yeah. at this Nobody, point. No, apparently, nobody's involved. Is this a guy that you hollered at this weekend? My yeah. gracious, is this Brian? <laughs> uh, what? Apparently, it doesn't matter because he has to be set. 
yet as the uh, in the box as the clock is at eight seconds. Well, shouldn't everybody else be see, required to see be how too? how subjective and objective this is going to be? Pitcher did look not at the, look he, at the catcher. That's that's ridiculous. The catcher, yeah, the catcher was standing. He was still standing up when the umpire walked out. This is ridiculous. All right, so let me ask you this. I'm just I'm being. I mean, I know nothing, and I I don't either. That. And I'll tell you that's ridiculous. But I acknowledge. Let me see if I can understand the rule. If he had got in there and got set in the catcher and the pitcher were delaying, he would have got a ball. Yeah, because the it would it would have been on them if the clock if the clock would have run out. That's what I mean. If the clock yeah, and that's what he thought. He okay. thought the pitcher was not on the rubber set because the pitch well, the clock had run down. Wasn't so when so when the umpire the home plate umpire stopped play and 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 you know kind of raised his hands, he thought, oh, I've. Then that's an automatic the ball because it's a three-two count. So I just we just walked in the window. So run. you're coaching now. Would you go back and say, no, no, look, we're all figuring this out. Get in there and get set. Mm-hmm. That way, if the clock runs out, it's on the catcher and the pitcher. Correct. And, look- and there's a couple of major league baseball uh, batters that are having fun with this. In between pitches, they don't even move. They just stand there and like they're waiting on the next pitch. They're all not right. even gonna. Get close to not being ready. So Adler, pull that back up. I want to. I want to. Yep. The I wanna catcher go. is standing. Well, up. he's not he, in a but position. I'll, here's the thing. I do want to defend him for a minute. I'm gonna go the other way on this. Now that I'm looking at it, is he waiting for him to get set before he puts himself in a position because he doesn't want the batter knowing where he's setting well, up? Yeah, because he's on the rubber. You see he's what I'm he's sitting there waiting. So in the catcher and pitcher's <clears> defense, <throat> they are actually waiting on the hitter because as a catcher, okay. you don't want to set up and okay. then the guy look back where you're okay. at. Did the catcher so, call the signal maybe, standing maybe up? Maybe the right call. Does he call the signal standing up? I don't know if the signal's what, already been what, called or not, what, but he is looking He is looking at his wristband his that hand. has the signals. See, on. He yeah, he sure well, did. Well, if I could, a lot of the pitchers have – earpieces in yeah. so they're hearing the, but he the showed him call. a one he gave him he gave okay. him one. look look right at the end he looking he's looking right now what to call and up. then he gives him, him a, a thumbs up yeah. he gives him a thumbs up because they're on the same page but yeah. the pitch clock is one of the new rules designed for uh like speed uh pace of play players uh will have 30 <clears> seconds to resume play during uh, in between by between batters between pitchers, pitchers will have 15 seconds with nobody on and 20 seconds if there's a, a base runner. The pitcher must start his delivery before the clock expires. After a pitch, the clock starts again when the pitcher has the ball back. The catcher and batter are in the circle around the home plate, and the play is otherwise ready to resume. Now, there's another one where a pitcher uh, didn't like the ball. It had a scuff on it, or the, the seams were, didn't feel right, and so he stepped off the, the, the rubber and kind of waved like, hey, I need, need a new ball, and threw it to the sideline or to the dugout and got another ball back, and they thought that the clock was supposed yeah. to reset, but it doesn't. And so he got a ball because he didn't speed up in uh, time. Did well, we do seven B? Adler, have you already showed us that seven B? That was yeah, all part of that. Yeah, yeah okay. that was the oh, other yeah. one. It, and then on Friday, uh, Manny Machado but was the first player to draw a pitch clock violation, <laughs> uh, and uh, and that was kind of crazy. And this is him talking about it here. Yeah. It looks like you're ready to go. You got two hits today, so you've got your first hits of spring training, but you also got your first infraction, first violation. I, mean, I think you said Major League Baseball history right there by having the first violation on the time clock. What happened right there? Oh, man, I mean, this is an, I'm about to make a big adjustment. I might be 0-1 down a lot, a lot this year, man. It's, it's, it's super fast. Um, There's definitely an adjustment period is going to be, but uh, going down the history books. <laughs> Actually in the box. So what did they get you on? Having your so you got to be so at eight seconds, right on eight seconds, you got to be ready, looking at the pitcher, engaged with the pitcher, and right there I was looking up. 
So he told me, he's like, hey, you got two seconds, you got two seconds. So I stepped in as soon as I looked and bang. So I got called with 01 right away. <laughs> Well, and that's, when, that's an adjustment period for sure. Yeah. I, and, I, and I'm okay period. with all of this. What I'm not okay with is an umpire ending it at, in the bottom of the no. nile yes. with, with that. That's that, that's yeah. ridiculous. That you can't, crazy. hey, let them play it out and go to both of them and say, <laughs> this in a re- regular season game, as we work this stuff out, you're going to get called, but not in that situation. We had a potential Crazy. exciting moment yeah. in baseball. I mean, that's that's yeah. amazing, just that. Thousands of fans going home disappointed. Yeah, look at the crowd. They're up yeah. on their feet. You never see that in baseball, ever. Did they uh, pass the rule <laughs> that I keep sending in every year, four fouls and you're out? <laughs> no, no, that, no, it's in softball. You send that one in. It, it, it's my, it, it, Man's it, I'd like softball. to say that four fouls. Let's get this thing going. Well, it, it's going to be an adjustment period, and if they can adjust to it, maybe the game will go a little quicker. But you know, there's always going to be. Man, we talk about the bleeding edge. They're on the bleeding edge. Yeah, right now. yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're going to have to be some adjustments as they go. It's a definite learning curve for sure. And the game in a tie. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. Come on. I know it's spring training, but it's still. It's just a practice we, game. Okay. We're learning. That. That's why nobody was that mad. <laughs> yeah. it didn't, it yeah. We're yeah. learning, Adler. <laughs> Adler thought it was a World Series. We're yeah. learning. This game is ridiculous. Seven. My goodness, this is playoff. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is for the pennant, right, I assume? <laughs> what I is know the they pennant? played that at Disney World. <laughs> There's just not a lot of wisdom there, and it seems like that we're not learning right now. Uh, we're not learning. The, well, team, the team is not learning. Yeah, Alabama's uh, phenom freshman, Brandon Miller, who was uh, linked to, and to what degree, still unproven in court, although mm-hmm. his attorney says he had nothing to do with it, well, and, other than his gun being well, involved. Was, it well, wasn't his no, gun. It's not his no, gun. No, it was not his gun. <laughs> no. No, it was, it was in it his was car. Gun. It was Miles' gun, but yeah, he was, car. and he didn't linked, know, and he didn't know it was in his. Car. He was linked to this event. Yeah. Initially, his attorney has said he has nothing to do with it. Anyway, it caused quite a yeah. backlash. And all in of that, national media. And, and all of that may be one hundred percent true. The courts will work it out, and he needs to be given benefit of the doubt. But that has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about right now. Correct. No. Because what we're about to talk about right now, nobody can say this is okay. No, well, uh, in the home game, of course, he is going to get you know uh, big time welcome by the home crowd. Sure, but. Everybody has these little pregame rituals they do now, you know, when they're called out. And he has one where somebody pats him down. Now, I've seen this move in other players, too. It's it's more common than you would think. Okay. But you would think, given what he has been through with this and given the seriousness of what this event has been and what it has caused <clears throat> in a, as far as a backlash with the team, that you might – pass on that now. Maybe you edit that a little bit, but not so. So, are they... Why Why do you do that Other in, in other games? You're patting them down for what? Well, well they all do little things Yeah, but what, what's out. the pat down? I understand like, all like that. I, hand like hand I'm hand a weapon? I've got... Kind of? Yeah, exactome. exactly. So, like, for instance... I'm dangerous. We do... We, they do it okay. in tennis, too, where, you know, mm-hmm. hey, oh, look at that weapon. He's got a big serve. You know, that kind of thing. And that's what he's doing with him. He's saying, here comes our weapon. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. But, okay. Yeah, but... Well, mm, I know. It's it's not... Just a lack of wisdom. I mean, you just probably go, hey, look, guys, let's pull off on that till this... Yeah. You know this whole well, weapon thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. Even though, bringing a weapon, yeah, even though you may be totally innocent, sure, of course, maybe nothing to do with it. And and and, and that I guess looks in, innocent, by the way. If and, I'm just 
in their in their mind, I guess being young, well, I didn't do anything, so I don't have to change anything. Yeah. Perception, but though. I think the perception, the visuals of it go go a long way. This is where coaches have to step in and go, well, "Hey guys, listen, don't 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 do that thing y'all been doing for you well, know." He didn't know. Here's how, coach how here. here's well, coach there's other coaches. Here's coach responding to coach it. Coach don't know a lot. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before I get started on the game, it, it was brought to my attention after the game about our pregame introductions. I think that's something that's been going on all year. I don't really know. I'm not. I don't watch our introductions. I'm not involved with them. I'm drawing up plays during that time. Regardless, it's not appropriate. It's been addressed, and I can assure you, it definitely will not happen again the remainder of this year. So, so let me say this, and and I want to be very very fair. I, I don't have any. Coach Oates, I don't know him. We've interviewed him on the show uh, at at our celebrity pro am, so we're certainly not. I don't know him at all, other than that. Uh, but I will say that this has been a trend, and, and and times have changed. Some times have changed for the good, some not so good. The kind of coaches that we played for, they had everything to say about how you came on the field. How you yeah, did they this. covered that day. You well. were told what you will and will not do in Absolutely. pregame. You were told you would keep your hel- your helmet on. You will not take it off. Uh, you will keep your jersey tucked in. Uh, you will be watching the game when you're on the sideline. You're not going to be goofing off. We come on the field in a straight line. We leave in a straight line. And so I, I think that I just think co- it may be the norm now, but I'm still not okay with it. Yeah. I wouldn't have anybody playing for me that I didn't say, here's what we do and don't do during the player introduction. I want some of this garbage gone. And I certainly would sit down and go, hey, guys, understand the situation we're going through, and, and, and we believe that Brandon is completely innocent and not everything is, is going to point to that. We're not going to pull him off the court because he's not guilty of anything. However – this is a lot of chatter, and this is a very serious thing, and we need to watch how we do everything. We need to play basketball and and leave it at that and let the courts work out what's working out. Understand this is very sensitive. But but this thing of my players come on the court and they do the intro any way they want to, that's foreign to me. Now, I'm not saying that's not the way it is. Apparently it is. I believe Coach Oates. I'm not, I'm not saying he's dodging anything. I'm just saying I can't believe that that's the point we've gotten to. We're just letting these athletes, yeah. you know, the, 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 these kids just just run roughshod over authority like they can do anything they want to do anytime they want to do it or they'll pack their bags and leave and go somewhere else. And so we just, we just cater to them. I'm telling you one thing. If I was coaching a team, the player introductions would be done the way I said they're to be done, and they wouldn't be done the way I said don't do it. And uh, and he says, well, I just don't. Basically, they just do the introductions any way they want to. Well, I, I, I wouldn't have that. No. Yeah. Uh, well, it, uh, it it pretty much is a standard now. A lot of different handshakes and got moves. Yeah. And, yeah well, but I ain't got like. But 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 here's the other thing. I know they're young and they're and they're dumb. I got that. And when I say dumb, I mean wisdom, not intelligence. But all of us were stu- we didn't have wisdom. We were young. But I still think this is so glaringly obvious. It seems like that even if a coach or assistant coach, you know, doesn't have the wherewithal to address this, it seems like that maybe another player might gay might go, "Hey Brandon, I love you and and I do think you're innocent and I'm standing <clears throat> with you in the gap." But guys, can I just say this as captain of the team or or whatever, I don't think we need to do a pat down on Brandon when he comes on the court. I think that looks bad. 
Where, I mean, is that hard to figure out? I mean, it just doesn't. If I was Brandon, I would go, please don't pat me down. <laughs> like I've got weapons. Okay. I know that's normal and it's funny when it comes to sports, but we've kind of, we got something hanging over this team that probably y'all patting me down is not good. So please stop patting me down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just Any gun it, reference probably maybe. It just do doesn't that. seem, it just, just doesn't seem like that is a hard decision to make. Or figure out, mm-hmm. but again, it's, you know. it's not the mentality of the high-level athletes today, though. What you said, it's really not, unfortunately. Right. Well, I mean that, but it You're seems right. so elementary. It does. It does. I mean, Rick, we're, ta- we're talking about murder. Rick, I can. I we're talking mm-hmm. about murder. I, mean, mm-hmm. I can share some things just based off my little experience in the last right. three months, yeah. and I can't. And and in in my defense, or in their defense, they come from other countries. There's different cultures. And they do things here, and I'm like, "How did you think that was okay?" Oh yeah, the hat and all that. Yeah, yeah. And and but but to this point, most of these guys come from a very different culture too. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I I can't find a way to justify it, but it is just they're not thinking about these things. Well, let me go back to this. They don't think anything of it at all, and that's not okay. It's not. But it's it's truth. I got you. It goes back to the things I way I wish they were and the way they actually are. I know, I know. But I will go back to this. I will say this. So it really isn't a funny joke anymore, and I did it again this weekend. <clears throat> when I say that if my dad was coaching today, he'd be in jail. Yeah. That really is not even an exaggeration, is it? No, I think, yeah. I think it's 100% and, factual. Right, yeah. And uh, some more information. They say the, re- the reason he's doing it is because of the pat-down in the MMA where MMA fighters, before they go into the ring, yeah. they get patted down before a fight. Still stupid. Yeah. And so, yeah, but it's no, been you're right. Yeah, no, it's you're been right. Routine, it's right. It is very stupid. And, and, and he's not the only one that does it. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Do it. A lot of teams. Phone calls coming up next. 866-WE-BE-BIG. All 10 lines are available. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You know, Biden is, uh, Adler, it's probably easier just to go in order, but boy, do I find myself looking at 1C. Uh, but, uh, I got early. uh, so anyway, um, oh, all right, let's just run them. Let's just run them. All right. Let's get started. Run the let's go in order. And let's mm-hmm. just run them. All right. So we start one a, this is that thing when people, they, they keep reminding him that he's not doing well as president and he doesn't like to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, he's going to be uh, asked again. Uh, why four in ten Americans say they're worse off than uh, when you were elected? At four in ten? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What are them other six? Where are they at? I was about, yeah. I, I was about to say. I think this is somebody trying to help you. Uh, all right. So here comes the question, and then we'll hear the the, the attempt at a Biden answer. Here we go. It's our latest ABC News poll shows uh, four in ten Americans say they're worse off than when you were elected. Only sixteen percent said they were better off. So why is that? Why aren't Americans feeling this? Well, look, I think it goes well beyond the economy. Think about it. You make the news. I mean, you interview for the news. Can you think of anything they turn on the television and go, God, that makes me feel good? Almost anything. Everything is in the negative. But, yes, but that's, yes, we agree. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a reason why it's in the negative. No, I'll give Mr. him President. this. David Muir, he is the, he's yeah. the voice of doom. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, every day when they come Breaking out news. Yeah. I, I, I millions in the path. I got to go back to this. I know that all of us were thinking this. <laughs> David says four, only four in ten Americans say they're worse off, and then he says, but only sixteen percent say they're better off. Yeah, I'm sure there's some that like, hey, we're, they we're just, the same, or you know, no change. I guess they're just okay. Well, yeah. my okay. life is the same. Okay, so only sixteen percent. No way. Yeah. No okay. Way. All right. So, 
All right. <laughs> that, that's a, that, they're doing him a favor with that poll. Yes, agreed. And here we go on 1B. Now oh. we've got to talk about him traveling to East Palestine. Here we go. So do you plan to travel there, and have you talked with the mayor? I, I, I can't recall that. I don't think I've talked to the mayor. I've talked to everyone else there, and I'm multiple times. I've talked to both the senators, both, both governors. I've talked to everyone both there is to talk to. And we've made it clear that everything is available. Now, that, both that, governors. That's yeah. one of them strange yeah. states that have two governors. Yeah. 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 Not every state can boast we have two governors. <laughs> it's like some planets have more than one moon. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing. Um, so now we go to no, one. No, no, I haven't called him. Look, and now on one Z, C, he just gets completely oh, been out of shape when he's asked, well, do you plan on going there? So here we go. <laughs> Videos, I mean, you know, they, uh, what the hell? Um, zoom? Zoom! <laughs> All I think every time I think of Zoom is that star in my generation. Who's Zoom and who? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is that I uh, I had a long meeting with my team and what they're doing. You know, we were there two hours after the train was down. Two hours. Huh? I've spoken with every single major figure in both. Did he say he'd been there two hours after the No, he said, he, said he, he had members of his team, oh, his team were there. Okay. Were there was that two a Richard Franklin quote? <laughs> I think he did. Uh, 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 I think there was that song my hey, yeah. <laughs> Who's zooming who? I don't even who's, know what that is. I did, I don't that's even a song. It's a song. It is a song. Well, that's not what we're talking about right now. It's not what we're talking about. My goodness. It's Aretha Franklin. And is it one that was George Michael doing that with her or something? They, it was during that era. They did some stuff like that. Where uh, zoom in what am I talking about? I was listening. I was listening. I love you, reporters. <laughs> on, right, the, now, on the news, when they seriously debate on whether or not he's going to run for re-election, are they, they yeah, can't why are we wasting air with that? Why? And I'm not being mean. That's that's impossible. Just from yes. imagine what it's going to be then. Just yeah. from today, if it was today. I want it's you, not possible. No. I no, want, we still got what? Quit debating it. Almost two years yeah. Yeah. left. Imagine. Who's zooming who? Who's zooming who on <laughs> that? Zooming who? All right, so here we go now. What to zoom? Just get know. a look. President Biden again. Now, we've been told by Jean-Pierre that he's the hardest working president we've ever had. He has been on vacation 303 days and 40% of his presidency, and here he goes again. He's off on vacation again. He's, he's headed He's headed on vacation. Look at that walk. He's got a little run. He has to do that little run to show you he's okay. He yeah. couldn't walk a line if he had to. No, you know what? Look That's at Greg, funny. Greg. There he goes again. Greg, uh, that little run sure. thing he does. This is what they tell him. Every now and then, look like you're look, look youthful. Yeah. Oh, all right, so here you go. So again, <laughs> you know, he, here is the question, and I, I don't know the right answer, but how many vacation days does a president need? I know it's an incredibly difficult job. Is he not having his contract? So if, <laughs> if it's okay for you to have, uh, how many days is it here? 303 at this point in your uh, presidency, and that's fine if that's the number. But it'd also be fine if a Republican does it, or mm -hmm. if Trump does it, mm -hmm. or if anybody else does it. Yeah, I mean, I just well, think we ought to be fair on that. That and playing golf is the ones that always kill me. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I think if the people of America want you to run the free world, 
with all that is going on with it, I'm going to say that 40% vacation is a little high. Yes. 303 days feels he- feels feels heavy it's to all, me. It's almost a year. Yeah. yeah that, that, <laughs> and you've only been in, too. Yeah. That that feels a little strong. Okay. <laughs> the uh, He shouldn't get more time off than people who have jobs that are not as important. Right. Okay. Picture the person that's in charge of, like, changing sheets at the White House. They don't have to do it much. He's yeah. not there. That's no. a good point. No, you're right. No, Vermont, Vermont, they might have to. They're washing a lot of loads of clothes in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or wherever. Delaware. Delaware, same Dad place. They probably still have to change things out because all the I'm stuff gets buddy. shoveled there. <laughs> well, that's true, too. <laughs> you know, it probably has to be fumigated <laughs> from time to time. Not near like it was when Clinton was there, but I mean, right. for different reasons. Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The sheets Boy, can talk. You, hey, the cleaning crew had their hands full in the Man. Uh, that would you like that? <laughs> you know, uh, the next cut here, um, and somebody had brought this up in email. We were asking for the the best communicator in the administration. Yes, we've been looking and at we, that. And we'd gone down. Somebody did email and say, hey, it's Jill Biden. All right, well, here she, she can is. Communicate. Now, you may not like what she's got to say. That You know, that was a given. Well, you're not going to like we this. Were just, we were just saying who communicates the best. Yeah. And someone had suggested her. Well, I'll tell you, end of time folks aren't going to like this statement. So here, here is the best communicator, Dr. Jill Biden, or as Whoopi says, heck of a doctor. Oh, here we go. You know, it's not like we're isolationists, like um, we were becoming in the last administration. We are reaching out and saying, hey, we're a global society. Take our hands. Let's do this together. Yes. All you need is love. Yeah, see, once all again. All you need is love. <laughs> uh, uh, not a great talking point because those who love Trump, they kind of like when America was put before everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they like the whole America first thing. It actually resonated and, quite and well with them. You don't have to be an isolationist to say take oh, care of the American taxpayer yeah, first. It's priority. Then we will help take care of the world by leading. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it when we're doing good. But right now, we're just getting started. All right, we'll come back. Uh, have you seen what, uh, and I use the word Rachel loosely here, Rachel, is it Levine or Levine? Levine. Levine. Uh, you, you know this one. The one that, uh, we'll do this when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We'll get some of your phone calls coming up before the hour is done. Bubba and I just looked up and saw a, a Fox poll 37% of Democrat voters want Biden in 2024. That's a big number. I mean, I know they're using it like there's not many of them, but still, is, I, where? who are these people? Who, uh, let's are, say, who, who, who let's are these say people? I'm, I'm sold out for the, mm. the planks of the Democratic platform. Yeah. Surely, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a better orator of that than but Biden. Y- y'all are mm. missing it. They're not voting for Biden. They're voting for the policies to stay the same so their agenda can get pushed through. They couldn't care less about Biden, and they showed that with Fetterman from Pennsylvania. Poor guy yeah, but was you recovering get... from a stroke and yeah. now is in the hospital. Well, they couldn't care less about him. They just wanna, they but, wanted that Senate seat. But, but don't you want a different presidential candidate afraid yeah, that they may not Yeah, they still push those same things. Well, they things. feel like he can. You know, uh, they feel well, like well, because, because, the Demo- because the Democrats aren't voting for him. Yeah, well, they're voting for, so for no, no matter who they put with that D bomb. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that's what's going. <laughs> but on. I'm that, like, that's, that's almost that's almost 
could be admissible proof that they're stealing the election. <laughs> right. If you think he's going to win. You're exact, well, I'd also just, why don't y'all just try to do better? I mean, I, I don't like your policies, but y'all can do better than this. Yeah, there's got to be somebody that's better. And then, then, then this, the, the old transgender United States Assistant Secretary for Health, you know, this, you know, like Greg's talked about before, you know, it's one thing for somebody who is transgender to when they identify oh, wow, as, as another that. gender, at least they can pull off somewhat looking like it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> not th- like a, just a dude with a wig on. Yeah, this effort is not even a good effort to be a woman. <laughs> it's not even a good effort. But so you went from a not-so-attractive man to a, just a butt-ugly woman. Greg, <laughs> Greg okay Greg, now. All right. Just send your email directly to Greg. <laughs> Yo, Greg I'm, I'm not even going to reply to think that was an improvement? All righty. All right. Well, here is – is uh, Rachel, and I use the word Rachel loosely, uh, saying that people need to apologize, I guess, for their who disagree or well, whatever. But then, but then, listen the, to the agenda. The Rick. agenda. Listen to the agenda. That's this, the key. This, this is the key. She she has actually let the cat out of the bag here a little bit. Th- this is the thing <laughs> we've been talking about, and now you're going to hear it right from the Come transgender's on. mouth. All right, here we go. To the perpetuators of these and the perpetrators of these actions. If your apologies are sincere, then I accept your apologies. But an apology is the beginning, not the end, of the conversation. I call on you, I call on you and all Pennsylvanians to work towards a spirit of not just tolerance, but a spirit of acceptance and welcoming towards LGBTQ individuals. We all need to foster that spirit of acceptance and welcoming to LGBTQ, LGBTQ individuals and celebrate the wonderful diversity of our commonwealth. Celebrate. See, the whole thing is now, you, you may be opposed to, to what I'm doing or what I'm saying mm. politically. You may have moral, spiritual convictions against it, but you, you not there. you you got to tolerate us. you got to apologize for what you've done to us. Then you have to be glad and and celebrate it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and promote it. Mm-hmm. See, so now it's a total mind control. You're going to tell us how we have to think about you. Yeah, that's there's four words she uses, or I would say, Rick, yeah, that may not be a pronoun. That's good, Rick. That was woke. That was good. You, Rick. Well, I, that may not be a pronoun. It may be Ziri. I would, something. I would, I would stuff. say he, but but I have no problem with this person, you know living the way they want to live until you get to this. Here are the four phrases from this person's quote. Apologize, tolerate, accept, and celebrate. Yeah. So what if we... There they are. What if we turn this around on on Rachel? Mm -hmm. There you go. And what if you said, Rachel, you have to apologize for the slap in the face you've given us and our faith. Mm-hmm. What if you have to tolerate it, accept it, and then I want you to celebrate it? That's right. Yeah. You go, well, I'm not doing that. Well, I don't I believe don't. in that. You can't force that on me. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, mm-hmm. it, goes back to, really? it goes back <laughs> to picking winners. Go back to the hockey player. Those that wanted to put the LGBTQ stuff on their jersey, they, they were applauded for their principled decision to do that. He was booed and hated for his principal decision not to. Right. So his yeah. belief system was not to be apologized to, to Bubba's mm-hmm. point. It was not to be tolerated. It was not to be accepted. And it certainly wasn't to be celebrated. And I understand that this person will say, your religious convictions say what I'm doing is wrong. 
Your religious convictions say that God created male and female, and there are only two genders. Your convictions say that marriage is a biological man and a biological woman from Scripture. Your scriptures say that there is only one way to be redeemed, and that's through the words of the the Lord and Savior that you declare is Lord and Savior, King of Kings, uh, uh, all authority all over all heaven and earth. I don't, uh, I don't agree with you on that. You know what I would say? Okay, but what to Bubba's point? But what if I said, no, no, no? You better apologize to me for not mm. believing this. You better tolerate me for not believing this. You better accept what we say is true, and you better celebrate Jesus. And I mean now. Yeah, yeah, there was a, and, and, and God's standard and all that. They would say you can't do that, and they would be right. But neither can you. See the 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 whole concept Same used thing. to be live and let live, right? right. And of course, James Bond had a little fun with that title, "Live and Let Die," right. and that that's kind of what this is. It's live and let conform. Correct. And you better conform the way we tell you to, in the order we tell you to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Demanded mm-hmm. it. Does, does that does that does that not ever creep into their mind that? Way I'm being hypocritical, yeah. and Rachel Levine or Levine or whatever I, I don't know how to say it, is accidentally quoting. Y'all know who Charlie Kirk is, the conservative yes. speaker of, of guy. Yes. Yeah. He had a speech that talks about this woke neoliberalism. So woke neoliberalism, and he had a speech talking about how first you have to tolerate it, which was the tolerance campaign, which we've all been in. We've all felt that. Yep. And then you have to accept it, and then you have to celebrate it. And the final stage, according to Charlie. Kirk is participation. You must participate, which we're seeing that being pushed yeah. as well. No question. So Rachel Levine in the church is yeah yeah. Rachel Levine is accidentally quoting Charlie Kirk. What Car- Charlie Kirk was saying, what you guys have been saying, what is going to happen? Which each with each little slippery slope of this entire LGBTQ movement. Yeah. When and uh, and we've been talking about this, and you see there, what's going to happen always. I'm sure uh, Kirk may have said this. But what always happens, and you see it, is when and when that that little bit of, hey man, let's 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 take one step toward what what they request. It's never enough, and then they become emboldened, and they realize now y'all are so afraid to be called homophobic that we can do with you whatever we want. Not not here. Not not here. And uh, and because uh, it has nothing to do, just like you would say, we're just devoted to what we we call truth and that and that you know and we can agree to disagree but you can't then turn around and demonize people who are just doing the same thing in their own life you know you 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 really really can't and it's always seen as well you're against me and i have said a thousand times no i'm not against you i'm just for him you can't relate to that that isn't that what you're out doing what why am i suddenly less to be applauded because I'm 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 devoted to my convictions. So we pick and choose convictions that are celebrated and those that are demonized. Which is hypocritical. People should be able to be whatever they want to be. What about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about us? Hey, it's Rick and Bubba inviting you to join us tomorrow as we gather for a brand new Rick and Bubba show. Rick, it'll be a busy show, a lot of headlines to go over, and of course, a lot of laughs. With you, we want you to be a big part of it. All tomorrow on the Rick and Bubba show. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out A. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba show. Rick.
Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.